0: Hello, and welcome back. You are listening to another episode of a show called Hour of Immatures. I am your host, uh, Max, along with... Shreyas. And this is a show that about people who play professional sports. And we play, but just not well. Uh, it is also brought to you by Believe Network. Uh, hashtag, do you believe? Every topic, every theme... Everywhere. Without further ado, let us dive right into sports. Amateur Hour! Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 82, 83 of Amateur Hour. This Is one of our favorite times of the year, folks. This is the thrice the third round of our NBA season power rankings, in which Shrey and I, in our expert opinions, rank the NBA's top 10 teams from best to worst. This year, this time, we're going from worst to best, and we're going to include the play in both for the Eastern and western conferences. I am excited and I hope you are too. We have a little bit more content coming up right before we dive into those power rankings, so we are going to kick things off with the weekly highs. The weekly highs.
1: Well, Max, I'm going to start with the personal high. Yesterday, as well as, you know, this past week was the Hindu celebration of Diwali. Nice. And I was able to celebrate and I hope everyone who celebrates as well, lo- uh, as well had a great Diwali celebration was able to spend it around family and friends. Um, it's a great time of year, definitely a very joyous time of year as well. So um, that was really good. A lot of, a lot of sweets, a lot of snacks. It's really, it's really a fun time. Oh yeah. How was the food? Did you get cooking? Oh, guys d- you guys oh yeah, that? for sure.
0: Nice.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So snacks galore. Yeah, my, my mom mixes it up, so it's always it's always good in the kitchen. Um, it's happy to and it's Always good in my tummy too. The tummy is never rumbling. Mm, good in my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> For my sports high, we haven't really talked about baseball in a while, Max, and so I wanted no. to to shout out the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I will not be shouting out the Astros but oh god (laughs) but i want to shout out the philadelphia phillies uh, as a wild card team in the nl making it to the postseason uh through a bunch of rounds and now they're in the world
0: series yeah and bryce harper's the man that guy he literally said you watch him after he hit a home run he gets back to the dugout and you can see him mouth what just happened
1: yeah yeah it is it's pretty uh it's pretty insane too considering that all the nationals fans were like gloating that they won a world series but like before bryce harper did so they traded him and then they went to the world series and won but if the phillies can pull this off and win a world series uh they're even like that trade has worked like that trade worked out congrats to the phillies uh and you know, tough for the rest tough. of the fan, <laughs> yeah. And also,
0: uh, uh, screw the Yankees, screw the Yankees, ultimate choke <laughs> artist. You know what? I'm upset though because the Astros, the ultimate cheating team, got into the World Series again. Uh, mm. but Yankees, yeah, you know what? You guys, man, frauds, and if you saw if you saw oh some of the four. quotes,
1: if you saw some of the quotes coming out of that Yankee series, that uh, ALCS Max. Like how tone deaf they were. The whole playoffs I don't think they had a person hitting over like 250. No. It was really bad. It was it's rough. Like so like and ugh, man, that the amount like it just aggravates me when they're like, Well, it's not really our fault we're not hitting. Like, what are you blaming? <laughs> like what the like you blaming like the weather the wind. gods? God
0: it's God's fault. Uh, yeah, we didn't baseball pray gods. Is I like <laughs> like we We for... can't use spider tack. That's why. Yeah. <laughs>
1: for real, like the like because I mean, we can't
0: use steroids. That's why we're not hitting. God. It,
1: it aggravated the hell out of me. I was like, yep. "This you well, can't be
0: serious." And I'm so Yankee's glad lost. You lost. Yeah, I hope the Phillies. I hope the Phillies crush the Astros. I hate the I do Astros. Too. They I do. Too. They were cheating in like the Mariners series. They just like they were getting. I'm not going to go into it, but there was one play. There was one play that, like, the flopping that they do. And I didn't think you could flop in baseball, but I remember there was this one play. I can't remember who it was. Somebody on the Astros was at bat. Um, Uh He acted like the ball, like, knocked off his shoulder or, like, hit him in the hand. Ball did not even touch him. It, like, winced the edge of his bat. And he was like, ah, ah, Uh and the ump ump just walked him. The ump just walked him, <laughs> it wasn't even close. Wow. The,
1: the the baseball flop. That's going to be a new thing, like. Right? Just this is the baseball Just flop. fake the hit hit by pitch, dude. Like, oh, man. That's yeah, God. that's a, that's a rough thing to see.
0: I know. Well, I feel like we're already in the lows, so on that note, <laughs> let's go to the lows. The lows. Well, folks, uh my uh weekly personal low is that the new Call of Duty is coming out. Uh, but he's coming out in two days. So I'm going to be like Kyler Murray. Uh, and I already know that I'm going to dedicate too much time to it. Uh, so if hey, you, you need gotta, me... You might find him in line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just go to a Best Buy. No, he's already, he's already pre-ordered. He's had he's, oh, he's, he's pre- uh, it pre-ordered <laughs> for months. Uh, and I just know that I'm going to be spending too much time. And more time than I should. So call me if you need me, but don't need me. Uh, <laughs> don't, because I'm going to be busy.
1: The so, only way um,
0: someone can get a hold of you is... Uh, that they... Yeah, get on Call of Duty. Yeah. Getting game chat.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think of that.
0: Uh, have you ever watched hey, Big man, Bang Theory? Man, why are you answering your phone? <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever watched Big Bang Theory? No. What? Do you like Big Bang Theory? I I want I've watched it. Oh I no. Think- why? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. You know what? Shrey, I can't yuck your yum, but that is like the one show that I was like, this show isn't funny.
1: Oh, really? I'm sorry. Like the, the my grandmother season, loves it. The early seasons. I like the early seasons. I like the early seasons. I'm not going to lie. You just, not... just got to go back. You just
0: got to go back. It's, it's better. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm one yeah, of those just, guys. For my sports, hello. Uh This is for the New Orleans Pelicans fans. Your hero. Actually, first off, the serious, the, the injury that I'm actually upset about, Brandon Ingram's on concussion protocol. Uh, that guy is an absolute bucket. And it's a bummer Mm -hmm. to see him get uh, it was at the end of game. I think their third or fourth game got clonked in the head, got a concussion. Really annoying. However, the other injury that was experienced in that game is by your your prodigal son. My favorite, my favorite player of all time, Zion Williamson, the most hyped thing since sliced bread has sustained a hip contusion after one of the cleanest blocks of all time from jazz guard Jordan Clarkson. Uh, he will now be out. I'm assuming for you know a game or two. I don't think it's that serious, right. but he is on the IR, and I just know that this isn't going to be his only injury this year. And this is just coming from personal beef, anyway. So
1: those are my and, lows. And Max, he was playing well. Max, you decided to to leave that part out of it. He's been playing. No, he's been playing he, decent.
0: He had twenty something points. It was, and they were weak twenty something points. <laughs> It doesn't matter straight. It doesn't matter straight. Yeah, everybody talks about like, oh, oh, yeah. Do you remember that one game or that one season where he's averaging 27? Yeah, he played like 40 games.
1: Can I tell you, the most consistent player on that team, as much as I like right now, uh, as much as I like Zion and BI, is CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum is so steady. And it feels like you just read the stat sheet and you're like, oh, he scored 25 again? You're like, huh. Okay. Okay. And he always you know what I mean? He always chips in with the assist. He's always there. Like I feel like he'll allow that team to tread water for as long as those two are out. Mm-hmm. They might they cool. might not win every game, but he, he could he could really pop off for a ton of
0: points here. Or a quick twenty five. Yeah, he yeah. can just he can just get you ten points. Yeah. Real quick. All right. Well, we're going to talk about all that and more. That concludes the lows. We're going to dive. Grab your forks. Grab your knives. We're going to dive right into the meat and the potatoes. Starting with our non-basketball content of the week, we have two things that we need to talk about. One, first and foremost, is the all-new low for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And last week, when I said that his divorce is affecting him, we can see that his divorce is affecting him. Brady stunk up the rug on Sunday, playing the Carolina Panthers, the worst team arguably in the NFL this year, uh, and they lost. They lost, and when you talk about like an embarrassing loss, oh my god! And this is the Panthers <laughs> now without Robbie Anderson, also without Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. They had nobody. They had nobody. DJ Moore. That's it. <laughs> and they beat and they beat the Bucks. I mean, Trey, I Tom Brady. You, you watch him. I, if you're talking about the eye test, he did not look good.
1: Yeah, the eye test, the stat test, Max. You can put in any test. Uh, you could give me all the analytics in the world, and I would tell you that that somehow so shows that Tom Brady was horrendous. And I mean,
0: well, people are going to say, well, Trey, he had 290 yards, so he wasn't that bad. Doesn't He couldn't convert a single thing. They got a field goal. He
1: didn't have. He didn't have a touchdown
0: yeah what wh- when have we
1: seen Tom Brady like the one touchdown? game I could remember him playing this bad was um against the Saints I think last year they had a really bad game and but the Saints were like uh no maybe it was two last year or two years ago um Drew Brees had a good game like the Saints were just rolling and Tom Brady just like it felt like he quit in that like the whole team quit in that game. I'm feeling like this is gonna be the new, like it's not gonna be the new normal. I feel like they're gonna be a little better than this, but the normal is gonna be in the middle of good and horrendous. They're never. I don't think they're ever gonna be elite, elite, elite this year, and that sinks because I had them as my preseason pick to make the Super Bowl, and I don't know. It could be enough. Like they could be decent and still make. The playoffs, and you know, you just have to get hot in the playoffs. It's like it's three games and you get in uh, to the Super Bowl. But I don't they think have I'd a have a no win winning run
0: game, Shrey. They have no run game.
1: Oh, no run game. The 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 Panthers ran for 173 yards, they ran for 46. I, I, I,
0: I what where is yeah, where exactly. Is Leonard Fournette? Zeke, even in his work, worst week, Leonard Fournette has like effectively retired. <laughs> he looks. So bad. And you remember, straight? he was a monster last year. Oh, that was monster. my best fantasy waiver wire pickup was Leonard Fournette. Because yes. nobody had him at the start of the season. After week one, I was like, yoink. And he was yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, because he was behind Ronald Jones. And people were like, you know, you know, they should be starting Leonard Fournette. And then they started him. They gave him 20-plus carries. And he was killing it. Chillin and out. now they're giving him like 8 to 10 carries. He's not efficient. And they're playing Rashad White and he's been okay, like, they're both kind of not efficient. I know Rashad White is younger, and he's a, he looks a little better, but they're both really doing kind of the same thing, and that is little to nothing.
0: You can't have it. You can't have it. You cannot ridiculous. have it. I, but I'm just telling you that Brady doesn't look right. Like, he looks shook. He looks bothered by the defense, and that's something that I feel like I haven't seen from him in a long, long time. You know, he plays at his pace, and again, at 290 yards but that was it he had no other stats yeah and they they felt hollow man seriously you couldn't you couldn't put one in the end zone yeah i really say it is it is mental you see it against the panthers you see it it is mental i'm telling you i'm telling you that 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 personal situation that divorce i to be honest with you i feel bad for him and I, i i will say i will say max i do i do feel bad for
1: him but i also understand that like the team isn't coalescing like no. they like it's he he has his own personal issues but on the field issues they just like the body language is off like if you see some of these drives where they leave the field or they you know like it's it's always a a hanging head uh uh, uh a shoulder like like, sigh, walking off the field, nodding their head. There's no communication. It feels like everyone goes their separate paths after a bad play. No one's kind of picking each other up, right? There's yelling like we saw last week with Brady. It's just a
0: lot. It's a new low. It's a new low, Shrey. It's the transmission is
1: broken. The engine
0: is gone. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. You got flats on all four tires. (laughs) You got a weird noise. There's a weird (laughs) smell coming out of the glove box, but you threw away the sandwich a couple of weeks ago. Your cushion's all torn. The dash is dusty. All your check engine lights are on. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But you're still on the road, so we'll see what happens, man. But yeah. Yeah. So that kind of part that we touched on earlier is you lost to the Panthers. This is a Panthers without CMC. Christian Mm -hmm. McCaffrey. Christian (laughs) McCaffrey. Caffrey, mm-hmm. run CMC. Sure, emphasize the M. Run C- <laughs> uh He has now been traded. It's funny. It's funny because Shrey and I literally talked about this. He got traded. We published the episode after we recorded. But the Panthers did exactly what we thought and advised them to do. So they must yeah. have listened to our pre release. They must have. Um, and the Niners
1: it, were one of the teams that
0: uh, we had mentioned, too. About, about And also about how they have a dire need for <laughs> no. running back. Oh yeah, they do. Oh yeah, they do. So, uh, you know, it, good to see for Christian McCaffrey's career. Good yes. to see for the Niners to get the asset. And you know, I, I think I think it was a smart move on the Panthers too to sell yes. high, sell high. It's a it, and I and I saw this too. Uh, for the short term, obviously,
1: I like it for both. I like it for both teams. I do too. I'm really excited to see how he looks. This definitely is interesting in terms of how they now utilize Debo Samuel, right? Cause one of the reasons why Debo Samuel became a running, like more of a running back, is because of these sporadic injuries to Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson and and, uh, Terry and Davis Price this year. Like they like they had to kind of lean on the past two years yep. of him being a running back but that team has always been run first. So that's why he was getting a lot of volume and that's why he was getting, how will he adjust to being that wide receiver again and not kind of feeling the ball as much throughout a game? Maybe he gets four or five catches, but maybe he only gets one or two rushes. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how they balance the running plays for CMC, how they balance Debo Samuel, and then how they kind of shift him back to more of a wide receiver. On the on the Panther side, Max, those picks are useful. They got like four <laughs> picks from them in one in like for like next year. Yeah, that's a ton. They got a second, a third, a fourth, and I think a fifth in the year after
0: or something like that.
1: Like you can't ask for much more in terms of trying to get back assets. And
0: I'm sure I see it. I sure I see it as a win-win. And now you know the 49ers. I think we we already said talent wise they were a pretty solid team, but I think you know having McCaffrey as like a dedicated running back really kind of shures that up, mm-hmm. um, and, you know helps with the losses you experience from injuries. I need the Forty ers to get their offensive line correct, mm-hmm. and I need them will not lose by twenty points to the Chiefs. Uh, mm. You got you got to hold that down. That was another. Maybe that's a, that's
1: a tough, but That was a game a where play. I was just
0: like, oh my god, the Chiefs just literally they were playing Madden. It was silly. But. I was expecting a more
1: a closer game too. I
0: thought, especially with
1: McCaffrey even playing twenty snaps, he would see more red zone work and maybe they'd get a little more like juice out of it. Like they just like having him on the field would kind of fire him up. Right. It didn't really happen that way, especially in the second half.
0: Ha remains to be seen, and we will see if the Buccaneers get off life support. Mm-hmm. Now, folks, <laughs> it is time. That time of the year again, that time of the NBA season. After one week of action, Shrey and I have been dedicated to uh, grinding out the stats and statistics and metrics and pro metrics and (laughs) equilateral equations and quadratics and schematics to deduce our top 10 rankings for each NBA conference and now, without further ado, and now, without further ado, we are here to present them to you, the listener. It is time for the yearly NBA power rankings, the hottest you have ever seen. All right, Trey. We're going to start out west cuz I think it's the worst of the two conferences, to be honest with you. Yeah.
1: Okay. And let's start from- let's start with our playing stuff, right? Let's start with who Start who with the playing this-
0: stuff. So we're doing we're not just doing eight through one, we're doing ten through one. We got yeah. two teams that we think at the bottom nine, ten. It could be a toss up. We did, we're not gonna predict whether they like win the play in or not, but we think those two teams that are kind of on the verge. All right, Shrey, one sentence per. I'll cut that. Um All right, Max. You want you want me to go first? I want you to go first. I want you to give it to me.
1: Okay, I'll give it to you. Uh
0: number the, ten in the Western 10. Conference.
1: This is what this is my first uh, uh hot take, Max, cuz we're starting at the bottom and I think the Utah Jazz are going to make the play in. Wow. You think they're going to be that low? Oh, you have them higher? Okay, we'll talk about yeah. it, but well, you have them, higher? Okay. them up a little bit. But yeah, so I think I actually thought that was a hotter take than I may maybe 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 you have the hot take on this one. But yeah, Utah I think that From what we've seen from the first week, I like what they're doing. I like their veterans. I think this team feeds off of each other. They have scores that, um, they like. I think Lauren Marketing can be a primary scorer, and they have they have good defensive players. I think that they're going to be a decent team. And there's a lot of teams tanking. This is one of the teams that might try to tank, but not do enough to get all the way at the bottom, especially in the West. So I think they're at number
0: 10. Okay. For me, my number 10 pick is, as much as I like them and I like watching them play, especially to start off, the Portland Trailblazers. Wow. Okay. Okay. The reason I say that is injury risk. While I think Dame and Anfernee Simons are off to an incredible start, that is not sustainable for them. And while I think the addition of Jeremy Grant and the retention of Nurkic and the development of their new rookies, i.e. Shaden Sharp, who can literally fly, is going to be very helpful for them. I think that injuries are going to occur, and that is what is going to hold them back. I think if they stay completely healthy, they are much higher. But for now, I'm putting the Blazers at a 10 as a possible playoff contender.
1: Okay. I'm actually very close to you on that on that front. I Now we're moving into number nine. I have Portland at number nine. I think I think the same kind of thing might happen in terms of scoring and like Dame Dame. They have they use him kind of as a crutch a lot, <laughs> right? And it's not even like it's a bad thing. It's like man, when that guy is out there, he just makes every shot. Like that game against the Lakers, dude. I think that that in of itself puts them in a playoff hunt, but. Yeah, they could have some injury risks. Like, Nurkic is an injury risk. Jeremy Grant is a little bit of an injury risk. Damian yes. Lillard. um, Like, how did the minutes affect him coming off of a, a season-ending injury like that? Told um, you. Right? So, but Anthony Simons, I like him. It's just he's not much of a, like, if someone were to go out, like Damian Lillard were to go out for a
0: period of time, he is not enough to carry the team. He, he, and we he saw can, like you said, you can keep him afloat, and we saw it before, right? Okay, I agree with you. If they stay healthy, boom. For me, number nine is the New Orleans Pelicans, the nice. big easy team. Uh, I think that they are solid enough. I was impressed with their playoff run. If they stay healthy, and I think they can do it without Zion, to be 100% honest with you, they don't need him. Valanciunas. Is one of the best centers in the league. He has emerged as one of the best centers in the league. He is awesome. He is a big man who can stretch the floor and gets eats up every single rebound. CJ McCollum is a bucket. Uh, You know Brandon Ingram is a bucket, and you you go down to to a deeper bench with Alvarado and Herb Jones. Uh, I think they have Trey Murphy and Trey Trey Murphy. I think they have made the right moves as an organization, and I think that the Pelicans will be a solid playing team. All right, number eight. My
1: number eight this year for the Western Conference will be the Minnesota
0: Timberwolves. I think they've slipped a little well, bit. I have the exact same. T- I have the exact same. Number eight you do? wolves.
1: Dude, yeah. I think for some reason they're giving me kind of weird vibes. And I do like the addition of Gobert. I don't know how that affects Carl Anthony Towns in the long run in terms of effectiveness. We already see it with uh, Towns's efficiency. It's kind of been all over the place in this first week. I don't know really how uh, how that how that'll kind of fit together. Um, and it seems like it, there may be an issue with him and their Edwards. issue.
0: With well, their issue, Shrey, I think is bigger as they can't hold on to a lead.
1: Yeah, and that too already.
0: And- we've already seen the start of the season, and I like them. They're a young team. They run fast. They got a lot of talent. They got you know so they got Rudy Gobert. Um, they gave up a lot to get him, but I think he's going to add to the team defensively, which is huge. Allowing Cat to play kind of more of a flex role, he's going to find his place. But they don't know how to hold on to a lead, and they're just—they play like they're inexperienced. They work hard, not smart. If Towns were a better defender, I feel much better about them,
1: especially on the perimeter, right? Because he could take up for Gobert's inefficiencies in that in that aspect.
0: I agree. I agree. Well, me, we, funny enough, have the same spot for number seven. Who have you got? So yeah, for number seven, that was your
1: number nine, I think. Or no, it was the Pelicans. I don't know where you had them.
0: Yeah, number but nine. Yep.
1: Yeah. So I have the Pelicans. We talked about them. I like. Um, I what I really like that we haven't talked about is their mix of, uh, veteran and young players on that team. Right. They, they have a good mixture where they're not depending on giving their uh, veteran guys 40 minutes a game. But they're also not on the other spectrum where they're giving their young guys 40 minutes a game. And, you know, that doesn't really lead to a lot of wins. So they have a really good balance of the best guys are, you know, between 25 and 27 uh, ish. Right. And they have the veteran in CJ who can still play his game. And he's still as consistent of a scorer that, as he's ever been. And then they have young guys like Alvarado, Herb Jones, like you said, Trey Murphy. Uh, like they have really good guys. And then Valanchunas is a veteran that really cleans up, cleans up the glass. And he's also expanded his game to the three point line, too. So,
0: yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's solid. And we will see, I could see them being within that realm. I will give them enough credit this year. My number seven is the Utah Jazz. I didn't put them incredibly high, but I like their kind of mix of like weird role players that are all kind of working together. Uh, they yeah. got a young coach, you know, uh, what is it, Will Hardy? Um, he, along with Joe Mazzula, they are both the youngest head coaches in the league right now. Um, and I think, they've got, I think they've got something to prove, and I like those teams. You've got the GOAT, Kelly Olynyk. there. Um, you know, you have players like Colin Sexton who they're not going to carry you, but they're going to give you, you know, a couple of points a night. They got Jared Vanderbilt, who I really, really like. I just picked him up in fantasy. Um, Not our league, but in another one, Yeah, Um, really, really solid. So I think the jazz are something to be messed with and really to watch them come out so hot, you can see that they've got the potential. They don't let go of games. All right. Straight number six. Mine is going to be the Los
1: Angeles Clippers. I think that I've kind of baked in some injury and
0: <laughs> Paul George is already risk. out for a game.
1: Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Like it, it, the injury risk, the the weird like load oh management. he's out for, Yeah, load man. Well, the load management on Kawhi, right? I feel like it's going to be longer than people would expect. I think people expect him to play a week of 24 minutes a game and then immediately ramp up to 36. That's not going to happen. I don't feel like it, especially the way mm-hmm. they're playing him. I think they're gonna kind of be content with keeping him like this, closer to December, January. You know, we know his, we know Kawhi has like you know injury risk on top of that, right? On top of just kind of coming back to play, and then Paul George has some injury risk as well, right? He's been through, yeah, kind of. And it's the nagging stuff with Paul George. It's never, I'm never too worried about his like very like long-term injuries, but it's always nagging with him. Paul George,
0: no, John Wall can slip in the shower again, so yeah.
1: Yeah, well, he's, you know, know, barring that, barring, yeah, part two of that, I think that they'll be obviously a good team. They have good depth, but I think that the baked-in injury risk for me is the most out of any of these teams that are on the Western Conference, so I got to keep them at six.
0: Okay. For me, I have the Denver Nuggets. I think that they got a lot better. But I think the top of the West and I think a couple of games that they're going to lose, they're off to a little bit more of a slower start, and you can see some of their issues. Uh, but, I, you know, they're still a solid team. They're led by the, the reigning two-time MVP, Jokic. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is, you know, shooting the lights out for his first couple of games. You know, Jamal Murray is back, but he's also going to be kind of limited as he kind of ramps up and gets used to that. Aaron Gordon is still Aaron Gordon. And then I like, you know, they've got um, Bruce Brown, They've got Ish Smith. I think they've got a lot of talented guards, both offensively and defensively. They could surprise people, though, and I could be very wrong about this. I will put that disclaimer in there.
1: I feel like we'll put that disclaimer on all our picks. With Now we're on to number five, Max. I'm going to put the Dallas Mavericks here. I have the Mavericks, too. You do? Okay, I feel like we're a little more in sync this year than than most years. We're pretty in sync. They're not a top three team. They're not this year. They're not this year, but... I think they're they
0: made some good additions. Christian Wood, great yes. pickup.
1: Yes, yep. I agree. I think that's where I was going with that. But coming off the bench, he's been playing really well, and yep. I think if they wanted to do that and play Javale McGee like 15 minutes and then Christian Wood 30 off the bench, he could be a six man winner. And I think that's I think that's that's good for their second unit as well to have him where he could just own uh, own defenses, second units, and the brunson not having brunson might be a little bit of an issue right as a secondary ball handler i don't know how much i trust spencer, spencer witty for 82 yeah. games i agree with you i liked him in that he's period got, he's gonna
0: yeah but straight he's gonna win them some games you know that he
1: can run that offense as as good as anybody
0: he's right. gonna
1: have to do him more for facilitating so that might be an issue
0: Right. Well, I agree. I think Luka Ball is only going to get you so far. Uh, while he is incredible, uh, we saw him lose to the you know they, they lost to the Suns in that first game, and they had control of that game uh, as a twenty point comeback, which I'm very hyped about. Uh, but yeah, the Mavs are a solid middle of the road team for me. All right, number four. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to start mine because mine is the Clippers. I think that okay. the Clippers are better than people think they are. They're not Mm. going to be a top three team, but I think that combination after watching a couple of their games, watching them, watching John wall, he is still a bucket. It's insane. Uh, Watching Kawhi come back. And as Kawhi gets ramped up and watching Paul George, that, that three headed snake right there is really, really solid. Zubach still solid. Um, You know, Marcus Morris still solid. Reggie Jackson still solid. I think they've got a really good team. Ty is not my favorite coach, but I think with the amount of talent and the fact that they look like they've got some chemistry on court, I, I'm I'm looking at the Clippers to to take that number four spot. I think they're going to win enough games.
1: Yeah, as long as they're healthy, they could. I I would max them out at at four though. I
0: don't yeah. think
1: I I don't think they're a top three team this year. I agree. Um, yeah. yeah, my number four max is Denver Nuggets. I like them this year. I think they they started off healthy. I think Murray gets better as the year goes on, and we know that. Murray has really good second half of the years. Um, if Michael Porter Jr. can stay healthy, he could average, you know, 18, and that's a really good scoring boost. As much as I brag on Aaron Gordon, he does give you teen scoring, and that's kind of what you might need. And then KCP is a good defender. Bruce Brown is a good defender. Having Bones Highland, like they got some pickups of like veteran pickups where their defense is I feel like they could have some really good defensive lineups at the end of games. Um, mm. I'm putting them at number four. Hmm. Okay. I like that. Number three, my number three, max is going to be the Phoenix suns.
0: I agree with you. I think the Phoenix suns, I think their first couple of games, they showed us that they've still got it. I don't want them to be just a good regular season team, but they've still got it. They made a couple additions that are solid. Damian Lee, uh, yeah. Jock Landale, um, yeah who I wasn't high on in the offseason, but watching him play, he's a really solid big man. He's got a yeah. lot of fundamentals, and he seems to be in the right spots. He gets a lot of rebounds. Uh, and then it's just Devin Booker. Chris Paul, however, needs to learn how to score the ball again. My yeah. God. Yeah, he uh, – Trey, he looks so bad scoring offensively. Assist-wise, he's still very good.
1: Right. The and lift he on his jumper.
0: He sets the pace for the team, right? He can push it or he can slow it down. I think that's really invaluable, but my God, his shot just does not fall.
1: Yeah, and I think you'll really see Devin Booker kind of take a little bit from him in terms of just running the offense, whether it's calling his own number or getting those assists that Chris Paul might get. I think Booker is up to that. We've seen it in the past. He's he's a five to six assist guy on – like in the past couple of years, I think he's going to have to do a little more in his prime of his career too. So I wouldn't be surprised if Paul kind of takes a little bit of a backseat role, but then in the fourth quarter, you know what I mean? It could be Chris Paul time at any time, you know how he is in the clutch. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, until you get to the playoffs, until you
1: get to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, re- this is a regular season ranking Max. <laughs> playoffs. And the-
0: who knows where the Suns could be? <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Number two, Shrey, who have you got? I got the Warriors. Oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think the easy choice would have put uh would be putting the Warriors at one because, you know, defending reigning champs and whatnot. Like the only reason why I'm putting them at two is with rest and things like that, they might lose a couple games from one that it makes you know what I mean? Like that they're just like, okay, yeah, we'll take the two seed. You know what I mean? So happens- you're
0: saying they're gonna be like four games behind one. Nothing significant, but they just yeah, to the Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. It's like you okay. know, what I mean, like game here, or there, where they don't really have much to prove. Once they get to the playoffs, then they kind of just show uh, show their true selves. But, but yeah, I we wanted to see how they would be. You know, post pool Draymond situation. It seems like everything is fine, and I think this is the year that Steph and Clay. Kind of take a little bit of a step back, um, and let and it,
0: Draymond take over.
1: Yeah, and let uh, Draymond just run the offense one on five, and, and he punches everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he physically starts fighting them, and,
1: and then he creates a documentary about it. And uh, I was, I was always
0: t- slept on. I was always slept on. Sideshow, sideshow aside, I think
1: pool sideshow Dre aside. <laughs> yeah, sideshow Dre aside. Poole takes a step up um, this year. Wiggins, I think, takes a step up this year. And, and then think- Wiseman
0: and Kaminga continue to develop. Well, easy. okay. So I think I think we have our one and two switched because I put the Warriors at number one. Okay. And I think for all those reasons, I think they're just, they're going to win a lot. They're going to have a 50, 60 win season. Yeah. They're going to be the top of the conference. They're that good. Um, Their depth is insane. They paid Jordan Poole. They paid Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. They've come out and they've pl- started playing well. Uh. I, there, there's just you know they're shooting the lights out already they're cohesive as a team you can tell the punch really didn't affect much they, i think they're going to be number one my number two is the memphis grizzlies mm. um they are man John ja Morant is him, He's that's him. Why I like so i like his tattoo he is him He's he him. is the second coming of basketball jesus christo <laughs> I swear, Shrey, there is nothing that this man can't do. I like he is an athlete to the level of like guard level of like Derrick Rose. He's Mm. got the IQ. He's got
1: he's got the clutch gene.
0: He's got the clutch gene, and when that man like flicks the ball up, it goes in. Yeah, and he leads his team. He is a natural born leader, and that you can see that young core rallies behind him. People want to play with him. He's that
1: guy too. Like we thought, we've already seen it. He had a forty what forty nine point game
0: already. 49 point, he had a 40 point game and then a 49 point
1: game. Yeah. So, like, he, yeah. And, and they I think played four why, games. Yeah. And I think that's why he's in, they're the number one seed for me this year. I think right. they take a massive step up. I think him, Bain takes a, a step up this year. I, I loved his game. They got, they got good players. And then once they get to the second half of the season and Triple J comes back, I think that's when they start to really turn it up. And you can see them making a run for that number one spot. That's why I got him at one.
0: Okay, I like it. Okay, so we're relatively in sync. I thought you were going to put the Lakers in there somewhere, and I was like, Shrey.
1: I almost did. I almost put them in the plane. The The Lakers
0: are the bottom of the barrel. They look so bad. Anthony Davis is going to be injured. Russ, dude. The 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 group chat that Shrey and I or that Shrey and his buddies have created that I have now kind of I'm i lurking in is hilarious. Because <laughs> the stats that come out about Russell Westbrook and the Lakers, the Lakers third option is now Lonnie Walker the fourth. Uh and then well, Troy Brown I, can, Jr.
1: <laughs> can I read can I read the Russell Westbrook stat? The Russell Westbrook stat, Please which is do. insane to me.
0: This is insane.
1: So uh through three games, opponents are contesting uh, jump shots by Westbrook only 41.2% of the time. So under 50% of the time they're even contesting it. It's by far the lowest rate uh contest rate in the NBA since it started tracking it in 2013. Do you know who else <laughs> during that time period have had a contest rate of under 50%? Joe Kim Noah <laughs> and Andre Robertson. Two of two of the worst jump shots of our generation that is rough that russell westbrook has gone that bad of a jump shot that literally people are like sagging off of him it's it's comically bad how how he's really kind of fallen off right we it was only a season and a a little bit ago that he was on the Wizards. he
0: straight he goes to a new team and he's good again if he if he went back to the thunder i think he'd be good again not good so the Lakers will not be making it. All right, let us travel over to the east, the yeah. least, uh, and do our, our picks from there. So we've got the number 10 spot. Coming in from me is going to be the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I think that they are fine. I think that they're fine. I think with Zach Levine coming back, they're good. Yeah. If Zach Levine is out, man, they are a different team. Yeah, and Vooch is not that good, and Demar Derozan is really good, but that's about it. Derrick Jones Jr. torched the Celtics. He's not going to do that for 82 games.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't think I would trust him to make an offensive impact. I think Levine is the real. Levine um, is the real deal. The and real, he is
0: the difference maker.
1: He's the difference maker, and if he's not playing, by himself,
0: is is fine. Again, he'll win you some games. Yeah. You're you're in that play-in area, though. And I, I also am I'm looking at Levine's injury risk.
1: Yes, and we will see. Remember, the end of last season, Levine was kind of hampered by that issue that he ended up getting surgery on, the knee issue. Exactly. And that's when they started sliding, right? They just didn't get enough impact from him. And I don't think Caruso is going to be enough. And I really like Io Desinmu, but uh, I can't really hey, count on him. Yeah, I really love him. But I don't think I can count on him to to score like 17 to 20 points a game. For my number 10 in the
0: East, Max, I got the New York Knicks. I think... You have them. Shrey, unlike you, I do not have them making the playoffs. Okay,
1: I think it might be tough. I
0: respect it. They're going to get burnt out.
1: They could. No, it, it could seriously happen. That'd be like quintessential New York Knicks. So... I think that's where they are. I think they have their three best guys in Brunson, Randall, and Barrett, and they got nothing else.
0: It's Not just it. bad, straight And they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna do the Tommy Tibbs and burn bright and then burn out. Yeah, they are a match that's about like a half an inch long. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I swear to God, straight By game fifteen, <laughs> you're gonna start to see the signs of fatigue.
1: Yeah, but yeah. 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 Like, and, and it's all up to like Randall really. It's like, how effective New is Randall?
0: <laughs> that's, that's it. How effective <laughs> is Randall? He is good when he is good straight, but honestly, to put that much of a workload to me, he feels like Derrick Henry. He is the mm. Derrick Henry of the NBA. When mm. he does what he does, he is so good. He is a powerhouse. He's hitting his threes. He's running through people. He's spinning off of them. He's dunking, blocking shots. Yeah. But he gets used like 86% of the time, it feels like. Yeah. And then he just burns out, and he's like, good God. That's how well, Derek well, Henry was that at the end is of a, season. That is, I
1: like the analogy. He does burn out really easily. And they use him a ton because it's a Thibodeau offense. <laughs> So Thibodeau's got to play him like 45 minutes.
0: Listen, (laughs) listen, Julius, I need you to go back out there. It's like, please, (laughs) all of my legs are broken. (laughs) Listen, Julius, Julius, I don't want to hear it. I need you to be part of our system. Thank you. (laughs) All right, with that trait, number nine, I've got the Miami Heat. Wow. Yes. Okay. I do not do like tell. how they've been playing this season. I like Bam, and I like Jimmy. Uh-huh. Kyle Lowry is starting to get washed for me, and I think his antics are getting noticed and, and brought down by the ref. They lost a lot of defense when they lost P.J. Tucker. I'd say what you will about him offensively. He was really, really important to them. You know, you still have the Tyler Heroes who got a big contract. Defensively, he's a liability. They have Duncan Robinson, who they, I know they're trying to get rid of but he has a behemoth, which they messed up on. And then, you know, you got the Max Struces and Dwayne Dedmans outside of Bam and Jimmy. And then like, you know, you, you kind of put Lowry in that category. Oh, I would put, I put Depot as like their third best player. They're just, they're also to me is not playing in sync and they look tired and all they did really, all the heat did was get one year older. And so while I, again, and I could be wrong. I think a lot of people like the heat, I too think that they're going to be plagued by injuries because we Jimmy Butler is due for an injury year. I'm just saying that. Yeah, he is due for an injury year. I think they're going to be plagued by injuries, and they're just also going to get tired. So for the yeah. Heat, they're they're at like a. I could see them being like six. They're not going to be higher than that for me, and I think they're going to be a play in team.
1: Yeah, and I'll talk. I'll talk more about the Heat, um, but I I would agree with that assessment of they're just a year older. My nine is going to be the Washington Wizards. Okay. I, okay. Think, I think they're a type of team that kind of sneaks into the play-in. Um, I don't know how much noise they'll be able to make, so that's why I have them at nine and not in our nine top eight. But I'm intrigued about the prospect of Beal, Kuzma, Porzingis, and kind of uh, seeing how that kind of works out, right? It makes sense. But I think it all comes down to Beal. I think Beal could <laughs> necessarily bring them to, like, the 10 seed. The one thing is, does he have it in him to score 28 a game like he did a couple of years ago? I don't know. He could, though, Trey.
0: He's still really, really good. He's really good.
1: He's really good.
0: Like but Sto- I think I think that's why he needs the others in this case to get them to that 9 seed. Okay. I, I respect that, and I, I give you props for giving the Wizards credit. To be honest, I didn't give the Wizards much thought. Watching them though, they played a really good game against the Cavs, who yeah. I have ranked decently, and I think you're right. I think they're going to kind of be in this conversation. Number 8 for me. Oh god, this is this is going to be a hot take. Okay. Number 8 is Philadelphia. Okay.
1: Honestly, I don't know that's a, that's
0: that's a hot take from my perspective, but I kind of like the hot take. Here's why. Here's my like quick one sentence James Harden is a fraud, comma. Joel Embiid was fatigued. He dropped 40 points, still lost. Then the next game, he looked so tired, comma. Tobias Harris, something is off, comma. And then the Philly has no bench. Yeah, they really don't. All they do is play their starting five. It's Harden, Maxi, Embiid, Harris, Tucker. Yeah. And you look at the minute distribution. Those guys all play like 30-plus. And then, yeah,
1: they like, I think their next, it. I think their next minute, uh, highest minutes is like George's Niang, right? Probably like they don't, yeah. they don't play anyone on their
0: bench, Max. It's, it's kind of crazy. And this is a mistake because you have guys who I think Montrez Harrell is, is not a right fit for this team, but he's, he's, he's talented in certain situations. But then you also have Fark and Corkmaz, who I didn't like years prior, but last year took a really big step. And when he got minutes, he was capable of making a lot of plays, and he could really be a pest for other teams.
1: Yeah. So for I, him to get like I hate two him as an to opponent, four, yeah,
0: I hate him as an opponent because he's a pest. For him to get two to four minutes a game, I don't know if something happened. Shake Milton isn't playing. Matisse Thibault, who you thought was a center point of your team, he's done. Gets, <laughs> he's done. Why? Why? I don't understand. He's done, dude. I wouldn't be surprised if they traded him. Like he's already in trade conversations logs? last
1: year, but I is it no his vlogs? His vlogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, They went back and they were like, "This is actually not that great." We gotta, we gotta, we gotta bet you dude <laughs> Max. For my number eight, I'm gonna go with the Bulls here. And Hi. not to reiterate everything that that you mentioned and that we mentioned together, but I think but, it all comes yes. down to health and
0: and Zach Levine
1: and Zach Levine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. For my number seven, I have the Toronto Raptors. Mm. mm. I that like them a- enough. I like them enough, and I've watched them play, and I think that they're solid enough. They did just experience the Boucher injury. However, I think that they've got enough in the tank. Yeah. I do. I like Precious Achua. I like Siaka. I like Gary Trent Jr. I love Scotty Barnes. Yeah. And I I like Nick Nurse. I think Nick and, Nurse. And don't is a, forget is a really about uh, FVV. Oh, FWV, yeah, FBV, FWV, a bucket. I think they've got a solid team. And I think that, I think fitting right in at seven, I think they're going to win a bunch of games. I don't think they're going to, they're not going to beat everybody. Playoffs could look a little bit more like last year, but we forget they were in the second round. That is you know true. I mean? yeah,
1: that is true for my number seven. I'm going to have the Atlanta Hawks.
0: Okay. I respect it.
1: Uh, I think Atlanta is going to be really competitive in a lot of games. I really like um, how defensive minded DeJounte Murray has become. And I know he had to take on more of an offensive role in San Antonio, but I think his real knack, like his real skill is on the defensive end and playing passing lanes. And he's got, he's got the longest arms. And he can just <sighs> he can just stick him out there, and I you know I love Dejounte Murray, I love him. We know we've already we, talked. We about know that. we know
0: stray has got a crush. I think he's
1: and I think he's just a, I think he's one of my favorite players. But, you are
0: smitten. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but uh, Trey Young, I think that takes a lot of Trey Young, uh, off of Trey Young. That he can be a lot more of a facilitator, and we've seen that that his shot is not falling, but he's been a lot better facilitator. And once the shot gets going, and he can facilitate, it's. I think. I think they're going to be a really good team to reckon with. They, unlike a lot of other teams, have a really good depth. Right, Hunter Collins, Capella, Okongwu, Bogdanovich. I. I kind of like. I kind of like what they have going on there. I think they make the seven seed.
0: Okay, I like that. I respect that. Number six for me is the Charlotte Hornets. Wow, I did not see that coming. That might be your hottest take. What? That they're going to be that good, or that yeah, uh, no, that they're going to be the six seed. I think they want it bad enough, and I like their team a lot, Shrey. I like their team a lot. I they are they are the problem is that they're young and they're prone to a lot of mistakes. I think that they could make it in there though. Uh I, They may be a little high, but I like them a lot. I, okay, I think I think under under the guys of Lamelo, you know he he's kind of the uh, uh I just think he's I think he's really solid. And we saw him in the preseason; they they were kind of stinking it up. But you got Terry Rozier, you got uh, Mason Plumlee, who I think is also great. Kelly Oubre, who just won him a game the other night. Hayward. Uh, Yeah, well, we know how I feel about Gordon Hayward. Uh, (laughs) But he's making an impact. If he stays healthy, good God. Yeah. Outside of Hayward, and then you got a lot of bench pieces. Dennis Smith Jr. is having a good start. Yeah. Did not see that coming. He seems like he's found a fit there. Um, And I, I think they're just young and hungry. I think they're going to surprise people and they're going to wind up kind of in that 6 spot. Might be a little high strike. I I can concede to that, but I don't I think don't sleep on the Charlotte Hornets. Okay. I think I think offensively,
1: I don't know if they'll be able to hang with some of these top tier teams uh enough to get them to again with the 6 seed, you're going to have to win some against uh, some good teams. I think Hayward, I don't know how how many games he'd play. LaMelo's already starting off injured. Um so, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of slid here and there to start. Rozier's already started off injured. Who knows when they both come back. Um they might be off to a a a bad start, but you know, they could come back and try, kind of make the correct the playoff list. I would say Rozier and Hayward are the real creators on that team and I, I'm I'm missing kind of that offensive piece that they once had that they don't have anymore. Okay. Okay. How about you? What's your number six? So my number six is going to be the Miami Heat. And you talked about them being at their peak being so Another six. year
0: older and deeper in debt.
1: Yeah. And last year, they were the one seed. So I think it's a generous drop to six this year. Um, I think the real thing, and we didn't, uh, you didn't mention this that I wanted to get to, is Tyler Hero is really the key here. And I think that's what kind of drops them is because Tyler Hero's uh fantasy to be oh. in the starting lineup.
0: Walk by ha- every night. <laughs> <That's fine.
1: laughs> and now he wants a great, great song. Uh And now he wants to, you know, now, you know, he, he wants to be, he gets his bag and now he wants to be in the starting lineup. And I think that's going to kind of, no. shake things up to, he's uh, for too the worst. Much of
0: a defensive liability yes to be well, a starter. he's a great six man scorer
1: exactly but now if if your first unit is sitting and Tyler Hero is not a part of it now you're playing you know 30 minutes and there can be there's going to be some fluctuation in the amount that they score like we saw that with Max Bruce his first game he had like 20 his second game he had two his third game, he had like 23 or 24 or something like that. I think that's going to kind of mess people up, uh,
0: mess things up more
1: than people might think.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. For number five, Shrey, I have the Hawks. I put them higher because I think I'm just going to emphasize everything that you said. So ditto on all that. Uh, and I think they're good. I think they got a great bench. I think they have great starters. Mm-hmm. Collins, Murray, and, and Trey Young uh, as yeah. their kind of stars. And and don't forget about Clint Capella too. I think he's a good solid foundation of a center, um, yeah. where he he's not like he was in Houston, no. uh, and he doesn't need to be relied upon. But he is kind of a defensive anchor in that res- in that respect, and it allows them to make up for. And Dejounte Murray makes up for Trey Young's lack of defense if yeah. they are in a clutch situation and they need to just get stops. Boom! That's an easy switch because you know he can handle the rock.
1: I don't know if they'll miss Kevin Herter.
0: Uh, it's yet to be seen. Uh, oh, God, seen. He, went, he went to basketball purgatory. He did. <laughs> he no, did. <laughs> I don't think they're going to miss him. He was so, so disappointing come last half of season and playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my that's my five. And I, I reiterate everything that you said. I think the Hawks are just going to be a little bit better.
1: Okay. Uh, my number five is going to be the 76ers. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, for all the reasons that you stated before, Tobias Harris once was a 17, 18 point per game scorer. I think he's more of like a 13, 14 point per game scorer this year. I don't think there's really a lot for him to like, he can't really, I don't know if he's going to be able to do much with Harden and, and and Embiid and he's going to be asked to do much, but he should be, he should be a guy that you lean on for 18 points and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. The big three really had some, but I don't really know if this is a big three. I think this is more of a big two and a half
0: they're not it. Sorry, Philly's not it. Number 4. We got the Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: They I got them there the, too.
0: Fantastic. They passed the eye test for me. Donovan Mitchell is a great addition, especially to start this. The ball still surprisingly enough gets around. Uh, I think they're going to be really really solid. I like that team a lot, uh and they got a lot better from last year with those additions. And they're they're again, they're young and fun. Um yeah, I think I yeah. think they their starting lineup is one of the best in the league right
1: on paper. I think they started to show it. I know Darius Garland has started off hurt, but Mitchell has shown he can pick up the slack, but they still have good pieces off the bench. Akoro, Osman. Yeah. So they have, they have a uh, Kevin law. Oh, and then we forget right.
0: about uh, Evan Mobley too.
1: Yeah. I mean, Evan, Evan Mobley uh, uh, as a starting power forward. Like, I think they have a great, they have a great lineup. Karis LeVert, right? Like, they're they're going to find ways to win and it's going to be tough for them to lose because i think they have too many good players to <laughs> to lose
0: yeah once once garland's there yeah yeah yep i i, I think that they're going to be solid and you know what sure they might even surprise us they might even be they might even move up i think that they have the wow. potential to move up okay i think they do if everything kind of fall falls, yeah no close. i because. i think i feel like this is their peak so okay maybe, yeah for number three i've got the brooklyn nets I got him there too. Fantastic. Uh, the reasons being, you still have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Ben Simmons, uh, He's he brings had an a, element. A very he, iffy he, start to his. He had next a very iffy start, but what he does bring is that kind of defensive element and a big body on the court. Then again, you look at Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and that what that game against the Grizzlies, where they ultimately oh, did unbelievable lose. game. <laughs> but they just they went off and they're like I'm just going to get the basketball in the hoop. Both of them had what 30 plus points.
1: They uh they had there was two players from each team both had 35
0: plus. 35 plus. That yeah. is insane. And you know, we talk about kind of what the Nets lost in the offseason, but I think they kind of you know what Kyrie was complaining about, we didn't have time to gel. It yeah. looks like they've had a little bit more time. And you know what? You know who's impressed me out of the gate? Nick uh-huh. Claxton. Oh, I love him. Wow, surprisingly enough. He has impressed me. He's in the right spots at the right times. And him and De'Ron Sharp as a young center core, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. They both just rebounds. Rebounds. They really it was tough for them last
1: year. It was like Durant and Kyrie and then you just wait and then maybe Curry pops
0: off one game. Maybe you Mills know, pops off, but they don't have a they didn't have a consistent third guy, really. So they're shooting is, is pretty solid. They're going yeah. to be a little bit of a glass cannon, you know, a lot of offense and not as much defense. Mm. But with, man, with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, especially after all that offseason drama, they're like, you know what? We're bought in. We're going to make this work. Um, they went to couples therapy. And now they're
1: back, and it's all, it's all coming up. And we're better Roses. than ever. We're a
0: power couple. <laughs>
1: okay. <Which> is, uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that's, that's third seed for sure. Number two, Trey. I've got the Celtics. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. So like the Western Conference, I think our one and two are switched. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna cover both at the same time. Number two, I've got the Celtics. Number one, I've got the Bucks. Okay. I think the Bucks for me are gonna stay just as a top dog. Uh, they're good enough defensively and offensively. Brook Lopez, Giannis, Grayson Allen, he got better, unfortunately. You still got Wessie West. Uh, you still have Drew Holiday. The Bucs are still a really solid team. I like them a lot. I like them a lot. Uh, But the Bucs, I think, are a solid team. And the Celtics, as soon as they figure out their defense, I think they're going to be golden. But Jason Tatum is locked in. Jalen Brown is locked in. Marcus Smart is locked in. Al Horford is there. Our only hindrance is going to be injuries and availability and the fact that we don't have any depth at the five. Yeah. And that, for me, is what changes that between the Bucs and the Celtics. The Bucs are going to win more games because they're going to be healthier as a whole, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. I think you put the teams head-to-head. You get a similar series to what we got last year. You get seven games because they're both there. And you might even yeah. get – my Celtics might even win sooner if, if you know everybody's healthy and Tatum and Brown play like they are. They're yeah. playing on another level to start the season. And I love it, but, you know, how how much are they going to keep it up? And I'm also worried about the coach. Yeah, to me – to me, Joe Mazzula has the same passive Brad Stevens energy that completely sabotaged this team. You need somebody to check. Like you said, Ty Lue, ego management. You need, you need the pop and the Nick Nurse and the, I'll say it, Ime Udoka, game management. Mm. You need somebody to be like, yo, wake the F up. Stop making these mistakes. Let's focus on the defensive end first. Then let's get our offense going. Don't let these guys play through it. Yeah. As basketball players, Shred, you know that sometimes you need a hard reset of a timeout. It literally, it's, it, it just stops the game for a second. Stop, reset, check yourself, go do what you need to do. I think there's going to be some issues surrounding coaching, but player-wise, all we need is a five and we are good to go. I trust Jason Tatum. I trust Jalen Brown. I trust Marcus Smart. I think our bench is deep as heck, uh, and, and that's it. I think the Celtics look really solid this year but they're number two. Okay.
1: And so just, just record wise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I think, I think this is similar to the Western conference for me and how I have them switched. And so I have the Celtics at one and I have the bucks at two in the regular season. Why I have the Celtics at one the thing in the regular season, offense can win you more games than maybe defense. Uh, and like, it's, it's something where you need to have a good defensive mentality, but it's not the end of the world. If your defense kind of sucks during the the regular season, Um, I think it's an issue. If that's a, if that tendency continues longer than maybe a couple weeks or something, and then you'd start to think, is this something that's going to carry on into the playoffs or like, you know, when games get tighter and you, you need maybe home court advantage and things of things like that. But I think, for right now, um, the offense might win them a lot of games. I I'm agreeing with you with that the coach could be can be an issue uh, potentially. I don't think many teams will be able to compete with their offense. I think there's I think they have one they have one of the best starting lineups, and uh, they have one of the best benches. I think they're just that, I think they're just that team. I think yes, the five is a is going to be a key who it- really kind of comes up. But I think they can play small ball and win a bunch of games that way with like Grant Williams or Blake Griffin or uh and Von Lane kind of Vonley. Like Noah Von rotate him.
0: But he is a great addition. And Sam Hauser is a great addition for a couple quick threes. Mm-hmm. And Malcolm Brogdon. Um yeah, Shrey, I, I I agree with you in what you're saying. But my thing is I just want to put more emphasis on the fact that they need to get in that defensive mindset. Because that yeah. is ultimately what won us. What, what That's why we beat the Nets. That's why yeah. we beat the Bucs. Yep. If we had let those teams go, and Shrey, I saw it last night, when we just let them take shots and we're just trying to take shots and then all of a sudden we're in a cold slump, mm-hmm. it's two things. We need to go back to our defensive roots and start there because the offense is going to flow once your defense gets going. And two, I go back to Joe Mazzulli. You need a coach who's going to manage the game and manage the rotations. Yeah, that's it. So and
1: I, I think their defense th- will get better, Max. I think I don't think they're they've lost all their defensive principles.
0: So what I, do I do I is- do on a screen drop coverage? <laughs> yeah, but Shrey, we we drop a lot with our bigs. Al Horford is dropping every time on a screen. Yeah, and that's f- very situational in today's NBA. Yeah, no longer can you just anticipate like a pick and roll. And assume somebody's going to go to the basket. A lot of times centers now are going to set just like a hard, hard pick and sit there to hold. And especially if you drop that shooters open, you just shoot over the screen. Yeah. Just shoot over the screen. So we will see. Well, well see. there you have it folks. We're going to post this up as a graphic. This was pretty solid. I think it was pretty solid rankings. We're, we're pretty in sync. I thought we were going to be a little bit different this year, but we're normally, I, we're,
1: we're normally all right with this. I think, uh, Last year was exceptionally bad for me because I had the Lakers at number three, but I'm hoping I don't have that um, kind of mistake. Um, um.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope I don't yeah. have that mistake this year.
0: Yes, absolutely. All right, so uh, Shrey, I want to just, uh, before we get going, we've got our, our fantasy segment that we've got to bless the people with. Yeah. What have you got for the folks?
1: Yeah. So, you know, short and sweet I got for fantasy football, my guarantee is going to be Justin Jefferson. He's playing the Arizona Cardinals defense and he's coming off the bye. I think uh, this could be a a high scoring game. My sleeper, Kenneth Walker, the third against the Giants defense.
0: Okay. So my uh, lock of the week is going to be Derrick Henry. If you have, if you have him uh, against Houston. Oh, easy. My sleeper, and this is somebody who I never thought I'd pick, is actually quarterback this week, and it's going to be Daniel Jones against Seattle. Nice. All right, folks. This has been another episode of Amateur Hour, the one where we do the power rankings for the NBA. I am your host, Max, along with... Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants